0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: What is going on, Bills Mafia? It is your host, AJ Sabalski with another edition of AJ's Analysis. A lot to talk about today. A big week for the Buffalo Bills in general, it all comes down to this, really, a, a winning in situation. You're the two seed, and then if you lose, you're going to need some help from you know, a couple other AFC contenders. Today, I am joined by Mike Bunt from Trainwreck Sports. Go and give him a follow on Twitter, at Mike underscore Bunt, and he also does Bunt takes as well, so he does uh, so, some cool stuff over there. Check him out. Mike, how are you doing today?
2: Doing great, AJ. Thanks for for having me on the show today.
1: Yeah, so we have a lot to talk about. We're going to recap this Bills versus Patriots game a little bit, talk about some some key standouts, and um, you know maybe some Pro Bowl some Pro Bowl talk a little bit as well because that was some news as well. And then Justin Shorter is now you know his IR kind of he's going back on IR they're stashing him for numbers reasons and he's kind of out for the year. And then we'll look at the some the playoff scenarios for this week, and then we will focus on uh, Dolphins Bills. So. Let's start with this Bills Patriots matchup. Uh, Bailey Zappi turns the ball over three times in the air, three interceptions. Uh, the Bills defense did a great job. The beneficiary of that was Razul Douglas. And I want to start right there. You know, three passes defended in this one. The first one of those pass breakups led to an Ed Oliver one handed interception, which is a pretty special play for Ed. He's just been on a tear this year. Unbelievable. He actually missed the Pro Bowl, which is pretty crazy that the. He's, he's probably playing the best football of his life, and he denied the Pro Bowl. But again, that shows you kind of where the, the Pro Bowl's at. I kind of think it's not as serious as it used to be. But let's start with Razul Douglas. Uh, two interceptions, one return for a touchdown, three pre- three pass breakups. He's just been great ever since coming to Buffalo. Um, he's done a really good job. Four interceptions in his eight games, and that's you know, that's what he does. So talk about Razul and just his performance last week and just his overall you know, how Brandon Bean was able to kind of get this guy.
2: Yeah, Rasul Douglas has been an incredible pickup. Probably the move of the trade deadline uh, across the NFL based on the added value he brought to Buffalo. When he came to the Bills, people were hoping he would be uh, a solid starter, uh, someone that would uh, fill the void of Trey White. He's playing at a level even higher than what Trey White was when he was uh, to start the season. So Rasul Douglas has been an impact player. Not only has he been great in coverage, but he has been creating takeaways, getting interceptions, uh, and really putting his impact on these games. Uh, Single-handedly basically giving the Bills uh, the game against the Patriots. So uh, that's the type of guy that makes this Bills defense dangerous uh, going forward and into the playoffs if they make it.
1: Yeah, Christian Benford, another you know stellar performance from him as well. I think the cornerback situation, Mike, looking forward, not to get too ahead of ourselves, but Benford Douglas, you got Trey White still in, in the realm of things. Kair Elam, if they decide to keep him this offseason, he's still in the mix. Dane Jackson's probably gone just because of, I think the depth they have, and they've already swung swung, sorry, and kind of used another year on him, re-signing him. So it'll be interesting to see how they go about that. Another great performance from Terrell Bernard, eight solo tackles, two sacks, three tackles for a loss. Just another, I mean, he's just been, again, like, Terrell Bernard, I don't know your preseason expectations, but he has shot most, and Bernard has been able to put together one of of the best seasons from a middle linebacker in Bill's history. Um, So just talk about Terrell Bernard and just his ability to continue to make plays and kind of dominate games.
2: He's going to be a stud in the NFL if, if not already. I, I was higher on him than many people were entering the season. I thought, uh, based on stuff I was hearing from, uh, bill sources that he was going to be the starting middle linebacker heading into the season. Uh, the only thing that kind of put doubt in me was the fact that he wasn't able to play in the preseason. But prior to his injury, I, I was pretty sure he was going to win that that starting competition. I never expected anything that, that we're seeing from him now. The fact that he has uh, six and a half sacks, three interceptions, three fumble recoveries, he's been all over the field. And this linebacking core has, for the most part, withstood the injury to Matt Milano and and still played very well, uh, which is probably the most shocking development uh, of this season. The fact that they're able to get by with Terrell Bernard and Tyrell Dodson, uh, you look at this this linebacking group, once Milano returns to the picture, uh, Bernard and Milano might be one of the, the best coverage unit linebackers in the entire NFL. And now you add in uh, Bernard's uh, instincts, the ability to, to rush the passer, get to the quarterback, and, and get some sacks, uh, it actually adds another dimension to what, Uh, We've seen from this group that we really haven't seen uh, much in the past. No offense to Tremaine Edmonds. He was, he's a good player, but uh, Terrell Bernard uh, just has a way of making impact plays that Tremaine Edmonds never
1: did really have when in Buffalo. Yeah, you're hundred percent correct there. He's a, he's a splash play kind of guy. The bill's offense mediocre in this one, 281 total yards, 19 first downs. Uh, Josh Allen, Another subpar day, I would say, after again another rough Chargers game. I just thought, especially in the first half, he just seemed off. And then that that Dalton Cade, uh, deep ball per se, kind of got him going in the second half. He had like more re- passing yards in the first drive of the third quarter than he did in all the first half. Uh he finished the day 15 to 30 for 169 yards and one interceptions. No, it ends his uh you know, 23 straight game passing touchdown streak that led the NFL. So that came to an end against the Patriots, but he did find the end zone twice. They've been using the tush push more uh, 44 yards on the ground for two touchdowns for Josh. I want to talk about Josh Allen's performance. What were your thoughts and are you worried at all about this passing game under Joe Brady? They've kind of shown the last couple of weeks that whether it's the offensive line having trouble at times or the receivers getting separation or drops or Josh just being off target, they, they haven't seemed to click, and you want to be clicking right now at this time, especially with a game like the Dolphins coming up this week.
2: Yeah, there's no denying that Josh Allen has struggled passing the ball in recent weeks. Am I concerned about it? Not overly concerned. I still think they're one play away from getting back on track and lighting things up. I do think that this offense is dealing with, uh, some things right now. Obviously, Josh had injured his shoulder earlier this year. I think it was probably worse than what many people uh, previously realized. Obviously, speculation on my part, but I think Josh has been battling through uh, a lot of things this year. It's not uh, it's, it's not revolutionary to say that this uh, group of weapons isn't exactly... Uh, the best that Josh Allen has had in Buffalo. Uh, I, I've i been a fan of Gabe Davis in the past, but uh, very inconsistent this year. Uh, I like what Khalil Shakir uh, will bring into the future, but he's still developing second-year player. Uh, Dalton Gickade, uh is having a fantastic rookie year, but he is still a, a rookie and has had a few drops. So uh, I do think they are going through some uh, growing pains at times offensively and if we're being real, uh, where there's smoke there's sometimes fire and I when you see Stefan Diggs having a reduced snap share uh, and going through these struggles you you have to wonder if he is dealing with uh, anything specifically right now too uh, because they're they're targeting him at five or less yards right now quite a bit he's receiving uh, about a target to two targets less per game the last six or seven weeks compared to earlier this season. And when they are throwing to him, they have just haven't found that connection the last four or five weeks. First 10 weeks of the season, uh, he was on pace for, for a year where he was going to have around 125 catches. He was easily going to get around 14, 15, 100 yards, 12, 13, 14 touchdowns. The last six, seven weeks, He's averaging a little over four catches a game for a little over 30 yards and only has one touchdown during that span. So is the passing game off? I I think it's quite obvious it is. But is it because of Josh or is it because of other issues that the receivers are facing right now? Uh, I think it's probably a combination of many different factors as well as trying to get used to Joe Brady uh, overall. The one good thing you can say about this offense right now, though, is that they really have found a way to establish the run under Joe Brady and James Cook has elevated himself to being one of the better, uh, I would say, a top five to seven running back in the league and very much deserving of his Pro Bowl now, Pro Bowl nomination.
1: Yeah, James Cook in the Patriots game, 16 carries for 48 yards, for only three yards of carry in this one. Obviously, the Patriots are a very good run defense team, if not one of the best if the, you know maybe the best uh, run defense team in the league you look at you know back to digs um you know he had that r- rushing carry in the red zone uh one carry for five yards and then four for 26 Um, in the air there's been a couple times the last couple weeks or i'll just say one instance in one ga- each game where Allen had digs deep digs got by the defender and they just missed uh Allen underthrew against the chargers and then last week digs had the guy beat for a touchdown and. Uh, Allen overthrew it. So you're right, Mike. That connection just hasn't been there. Uh, I think there's been a more diverse personnel package usage with Joe Brady. Uh, you've seen a lot of m- more Trent Sherfield, which I don't think is a good thing at this point. I think Trent Sherfield and Deontay Hardy to this point have been you know, very unimpressive, to say the least, for this Bills receiving core. Two guys that they kind of banked on coming in. You thought Trent Sherfield could kind of be that upgrade over Jake Kummer in the special teams unit, as well as in the past game. That hasn't been the case. And then Deontay Hardy, you thought would be that gadget uh, punt returner that would be that step up from Isaiah McKenzie. That also hasn't been the, the case, I, I don't think. Uh, he's been very uh, average or below average this year for the Bills uh, and a lot of, in the grand scheme of things. So, Don Kate, another good game, four for 87. Uh, I think he's continuing to evolve. He's He's such a good player. And I'm really impressed with what he's been able to do this year. Broke the uh, rookie reception record for the Bills in this one. So he's setting records for the Bills. It's pretty impressive for him. What do you make of this running back dynamic here with James Cook, Ty Johnson, Latavius Murray? Do you want to see Ty Johnson get the ball more? Do you want to see Leonard for not active over Latavius Murray? Just maybe your thoughts on Murray and then just moving forward, what do you kind of want to see – the running back share, the running back snap kind of look like?
2: The running back share right now, I, I think the running back room is in a very good place, uh, in my opinion. James Cook has shown he can take a, a larger uh, carry load, uh, something that many people had a lot of questions coming out of Georgia and entering the NFL. Would he be able to be the main, the main guy getting 15-plus carries a game? Under Dorsey earlier this year, he was getting about 14.5 touches per game. Uh, And and this number is from a couple weeks ago. But once Joe Brady took over, that number was approaching 20-plus touches per game. So Joe Brady, one of the first things he did after taking over was to basically say, I need to get James Cook more involved in this offense. And it's paying off uh, for this this Bills team. James Cook, uh, like you said earlier, has made the pro bowl uh the first bills running back over a thousand yards uh since 2017 uh in LaShawn mccoy Uh, he is top five in all-purpose yards Uh, his yards precarious solid. he's been solid in the passing game uh, where he had back-to-back games with the receiving touchdown the first bills running back to do that since thurman thomas Uh, ty johnson has had a few solid games recently. I think he looks like the number two running back, in my opinion, at this moment in time. Uh, Has a nice little explosiveness, a little bit of physicality to his game. I am fine whatever way they want to go with the three running back, whether that be Latavius Murray or Leonard Fournette. Uh, Obviously, Murray has been with the team the entire season, so maybe he has a slight edge uh, in the locker room, but I wouldn't mind if Leonard Fournette eventually does take over that job. Uh, obviously uh, has only played one game this year, a little bit healthier. Uh, I've been told the bill specifically added Leonard Fournette uh, and basically their thought process being, we need a bigger bulkier back uh, in case we play in a, a weather type playoff game where we just need to pound the rock and we need to uh, have that physical mindset, uh, something that they didn't have last year against Cincinnati. So uh, is Leonard Fournette ever going to be the three running back on this team? Who knows, but you might just see him when that weather forecast gets uh, a little bit worse moving forward. But uh, as it stands right now, I'm I'm pretty uh, pretty content with the the current state of the running back room.
1: Yeah, I'm with you with Ty Johnson. I've kind of been advocating that for over a month now. I think Ty Johnson has shown every time he gets in there, he flashes his his ability to finish runs at the at the second level. Um, kind of put his shoulder down and get extra yardage. Good in the kickoff return game as well. I thought he's had a couple of good moments there. He struggled there at times as well, but overall, I think he's done a good job in that role. So hope to see more from Ty Johnson moving forward. The Bills win this one 27-21. Uh, they, they were up in the first half, 20-14, to 14, and then two, t- two touchdowns by each team in the second half kind of set the tone there. Uh, 10 and 6, winners of four straight have a chance to win five straight. Really quick, I just want to take a look at the Pro Bowl numbers here, or not Pro Bowl numbers, but the Pro Bowl people. Deion Dawkins was the other Pro Bowl uh, player for the Bills. Deion Dawkins, I think, having a career year in terms of just all that stuff. He's been absolutely unbelievable. First alternates: Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. Second alternates: Leonard Floyd, Leonard Floyd, and Mitch Morris. Third alternates: Donkin and Kate, and Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver being a third alternate is just absurd. And then fifth alternate: Dawson Knox. Which I mean, you can kind of make that what it is. That's, uh, whatever. I mean, uh, Dawson Knox, I think, is just kind of a maybe a popular name, and it kind of is becoming a popularity contest. So. It makes sense. Oliver, got a third alternate. Trevor Darn isn't even an alternate. So that just kind of tells you you look at Roger Staffold making it last year for the Bills. Then you look at who didn't make the original team this year. Uh, the Dolphins actually had quite a few guys, the team we're going to talk about here in a bit, make um, the Pro Bowl this year. So let's move to these playoff scenarios that I'm very intrigued about. It all starts Saturday at 4 30, Mike. The Steelers play the Ravens. The Ravens will be not starting Lamar Jackson. He will be out. Tyler Huntley will get them out in this one. People speculated that you know in 2019 they did the same thing where they rest their starters. They come out in the divisional round against the Titans and caught flat, and it costs them. Uh, that, that's, they, they're sticking to what they did that, that year and probably going to rest majority of their starters, if not all of them, with Lamar being out. So that's a matchup that the Bills need. So here's the scenarios. All, you know the simplest one. Obviously, the Bills win, beat Miami. You're the two seed. Now, that's the easiest path you're, you're looking at. Probably either like a Colts Texans matchup, possibly a Steelers. Um, and then you're looking at another home game either against the Chiefs or the Jaguars or Browns if they if they match up and that works out how it's supposed to. Then, if if that doesn't work, so say the Bills lose Sunday night. Now, going into this game, we're obviously going to know where the Bills stand. So, it's either going to be you're in the playoffs, going into it, or you're out. So, that's kind of because you're the last game of the week. So, the other way the Bills can clinch is a Pittsburgh loss or tie, a Jacksonville loss or tie, or then, you know, in the craziest kind of scenario, Houston and Indy tie, which would be crazy if that happened. So, Mike, just... Kind of your thoughts on these scenarios. What's the most realistic to you? Obviously, if the Bills control what they control, but it's your thoughts on the other matchups Jacksonville's matchup and Pittsburgh's as well.
2: Easiest way to, to make it just win and get in. But if you were to look at both matchups, is there a chance one of those teams could lose and get you in a back door for a wild card spot for, for the seven seed? It's still possible. I wouldn't rule it out 100%. How likely is it? Probably, I would say, less than a 50% chance of happening. Uh, Can Tennessee uh, take down Jacksonville? Absolutely. Jacksonville's not playing great football right now. Um, It's a division game. Tennessee will probably still be inspired to try to uh, knock uh, a divisional rival out of the playoffs. So certainly possible that uh, you could see an upset there. I give that game maybe like a 20%, 25% chance that Tennessee uh, takes down the Jags. As far as Baltimore, Pittsburgh, it, it's obviously disappointing that Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, the majority of the Ravens starters, aren't going to be fully motivated in this contest, but you can't blame them. Uh, they've uh, they've achieved what all of their goals were for the regular season. They won the AFC North. They've uh, got the, the number one seed locked up so that they really don't need to play for anything. And, and congrats to, the, to them on that. It does suck from a bill's perspective because if we're being real, there's probably very little chance that Pittsburgh would beat a healthy uh, Baltimore team battling for something a week 18. And you would see the bills basically, Get in that way. I, I would say if, if you had a healthy, motivated Ravens team, I'd give them a 75 80% chance of winning that game. And the Bills would basically lock things up before uh, this contest. Can Tyler Huntley and some Ravens backups beat Pittsburgh? I think it's still possible. Uh, I, I don't think it's a, it's a lock that they're going to lose. Uh, let's remember, they're playing Mason Rudolph on the other side of the field. And sure, Rudolph has been good. Uh, the two games he's he's played in so far but he's the pittsburgh third string quarterback we're talking about a third string quarterback going up against a second string quarterback it's not it's not like mason rudolph is uh, a bona fide starter in the nfl there, there's a chance he could go into this game against baltimore and and look awful score seven ten points and baltimore finds a way to squeak out a 1310 win or something like that I I would probably also put that under 50%, just like the the Jacksonville, Tennessee game, but you never know. Tyler Huntley almost led uh, the Ravens over the Bengals uh, last year in the playoffs. So uh, stranger things have happened, but if it will take place, it's going to have to probably be a low scoring game where Baltimore still plays a decent amount of their starters outside of guys that are hurt or too valuable uh, to put out there. And then, Lastly, just take care of business. If you if you take care of business, that doesn't matter what Pittsburgh uh, or Jacksonville do. You're playing a team that you won by 28 points against earlier this season. That you've won uh, 10 of your last 12 contests. Again, against overall, uh, this is a, a Miami team that the Bills have have owned in the last five years. Uh, I, I know they're a, a, a lot more talented than what. They have been, especially skill position-wise on offense. But if the Bills go out there and bring their best effort, they have uh, an even better chance of making a Super Bowl run by just clinching that two seed and setting themselves up uh, in a position to where uh, they can possibly make a run to win it all.
3: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, AN29.com
1: Yeah, I, you know, I'm with you. It, it sucks because if the, if the Dolphins were able to lose to the Cowboys and then the Dolphins knocked off the Ravens, like that would have been the most ideal situation for Bills fans just because you look at that scenario, the, the Ravens themselves have something to play for. Um, because they would have lost the Dolphins and dropped a game. And then the Dolphins would have had it still a fifth loss. Now, if the if the Ravens beat the Dolphins last week, the Bills aren't even playing for the two seed right now. They're playing basically, basically, you're, you're guaranteeing yourself, not guaranteeing yourself, but you have a really good chance of making the wild card because of the fact that the Ravens are going to have to play for something. So I look at it as the division is always the goal, and you, you want to be the two seed, and the Bills have a great chance to do that. So let's get into this game, Mike. I want to start with this lengthy injury report for both teams. Sean McDermott and Josh Allen spoke today. Josh Allen's good to go. Um, his neck was fine. He also popped up on the injury report with a finger injury, which no one really asked in the media. I didn't know if anyone really knew about it. Um, but the, the Bills are actually – I wouldn't say lengthy injury report for the Bills, actually. I, I take that back. They only have five on in the injury report, Mike. Leonard Floyd was do-not-practice on Wednesday with a red rust. I Von Miller vet rest on a do not practice, which is kind of funny that, you know, healthy and active. And now he's vet. I mean, that's just a whole I I was going to get into that, but kind of talked about it last week. And I think Vine just at this point, I think maybe maybe it was, you know, give him a week off and see if it can kind of click or something can kind of turn around. Damar Hamlin still dealing with that shoulder injury. He was limited in practice Wednesday. Micah Hyde neck more maintenance, I think, at this point limited. Uh, on Wednesday. And then Josh Allen, obviously full with the neck and r- uh, finger injury. Now you look at this Dolphins injury report, Mike. It's a very, very lengthy one. Unfortunate for the Dolphins heading into this uh, division matchup. You you have Tyreek Hill's house going on fire, which again, that's you know, th- thank God everyone's safe in that situation. That was a uh, had to leave practice. Uh, there's a live stream going on of it with Tyreek kind of arriving to the scene and the firefighters fighting the fire uh, above the above the house. And it's just, it's just a crazy thing. Like the big division matchup and you got this going on, his foot was in a walking boot. So he's still dealing with that ankle injury. And, and as well as now this personal life stuff that's on top of it, dealing with his house, not burning down, but a, a pretty big fire at his house. So thank God everything's safe. But again, that's just going to add to a distraction for the dolphins heading into this one. Now injury report, Teron Armstead did not practice knee ankle back. Bradley Chubb out for the year with an ACL injury did not practice. Xavier Howard, Looks like he's not going to be able to go. Did not practice with a foot. Raheem Mostert, a guy that there's a lot of question marks about going into this game. Didn't play last week, but it was kind of a weird pop-up injury. He did not practice as well with a knee and ankle. Uh, Jalen Waddell, <laughs> also out with a high ankle sprain. Did not practice on Wednesday. And then you look at the limited guys. Devon a- Hn limited with a toe and ribs injury. Jerome Baker, limited with a knee. Uh, Liam Eisenberg, calf ankle limited. He's been playing some, some actually some okay football this year. Javon Holland, knee knees, so both knees, uh, he's limited on Wednesday. Tyree Kill ankle limited, and then I could keep going and going. But Tyree and then Tua also is dealing with that shoulder injury. So there's there's that left shoulder injury now. He was full, but that's still something to monitor. Just let's look at the injuries first, Mike. And I went through and rattled off a lot of names for the Dolphins, and then looked at all the Bills names. Is this you know? an advantage for the bills going into this game. You, you, you know, you lost a lot of players early in the year, but the dolphins injuries seem to be mounting up here.
2: Yeah. I, I would not want to uh, be a dolphins fan right now with all of these injuries that are uh, mounting up, especially in a game where the the winner takes the AFC East. Um, it just seems like they're at a disadvantage with all of the guys that they're potentially to be missing uh, in this contest. You talk about Tyreek Hill, Obviously, he's, he's going to play. He's been playing the last few weeks. But uh, there are some signs that show maybe he is dealing with some stuff. Uh, the, the last three weeks, uh, 76 yards, six receptions on 12 targets against Baltimore, um, 99 yards and nine receptions against Dallas, and then he had 61 uh, yards on four receptions against Tennessee. And while those sound like good numbers – the previous three games, he had he went for 157, to 102, 146, and had four touchdowns. So he he definitely has seen his uh, lowest three game stretch of the season recently after being on the injury report. Uh, Jalen Waddle, that's a really big one because you look at this Miami Dolphins passing game; it's heavy focus on Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. The Bills have had success slowing. Tyreek Hill down in the past, at least in the regular season. If Waddle is out for the game, that takes out their 1B and lets the Bills put a, a larger focus on stopping Tyreek Hill, which could could bring some trouble uh, to uh, this, this Dolphins offense. The two running backs going through things, I, I don't know the severity uh, of them. I, obviously, Achan still played uh, this past week and had a solid game. Raheem Mostert was out, but Raheem Mostert's been having a fantastic year. If he was to be out uh, of this game, you would think that would be uh, a big thing uh, for the Bills going forward. Some of the defensive injuries, uh, Xavier Howard, if he doesn't play, that's uh, a huge uh, difference, at least for the Bills passing offense. Uh, And then then you're talking about some of the guys that are out for the year. No Bradley Chubb in this game. Uh, He's been an impact player this year over – over 11 sacks, and then uh, even Jalen Phillips from earlier in the year uh, getting hurt and now out uh, for the season. So this is not the same Dolphins team that the Bills played uh, early on in the season when Buffalo won by 28. It's most likely a weaker version uh, of that squad. So it doesn't mean that Miami isn't dangerous and not capable of winning and putting on a show, but it does show that uh, the Dolphins are kind of reeling right now. They're dealing with some of uh, the same issues that the Bills dealt with uh, in October when they lost guys like uh, Tredavious White and Matt Milano and Daquan Jones, while on the Buffalo side, uh, they are at one of their healthier points of the season right now. Obviously, uh, Josh uh, has the neck issue, but uh, sounds like he's good to go, that that's not an overly uh, big thing to to be concerned about. And and then a lot of the other stuff, uh, Micah Hyde's been battling through, through stuff all season uh, with his neck. Von getting a maintenance day, not a big deal. Uh, I know Stefan Diggs isn't on the injury report. You got to wonder if he's going through anything. Uh, Don't want to speculate, but uh, obviously a a very reduced snap share uh, recently. Uh, where we're seeing more Trent Shurfield, let's be real. The Bills aren't putting Trent Sherfield on the field for uh, a larger percentage of snaps because they think he's better than Stephon Diggs or that they think he is better in certain formations. If if anyone in Buffalo thinks that they're a better team with Trent Shurfield getting more snaps um, and Stephon Diggs uh, getting less snaps, well, then, then you're living in fantasy land right there. So I, I would venture to say Diggs is probably dealing so, with some uh, aches and pains but nothing that he can't play through uh, but overall the Bills have a, a better injury report right now they they're, they're dealing with less serious uh, issues than what the Dolphins are
1: yeah I agree the, the Josh Allen going into his career with, or going into this one has played 12 career games against Miami he's 10-2 in those games 329 total yards a game 39 total touchdowns, 3.25 per game, 7 interceptions, and a 109.19 QB rating. So he's got to own the Dolphins in his career. Um, And we're going to jump all over the place here because I'm just going to go off the line here. We're recording pretty early. Uh, We're both tired, so we're just going to start spiraling off some things here. The Bills are going into this game without Matt Milano. I don't know if if that's something that you've noticed, but it's something I've kind of – as the week's gone on, I'm kind of thinking that – I don't know how much the Bills are going to be able to play nickel because I think the Dolphins' game plan is going to be focused on attacking Terrell Dodson and that weakness in pass coverage because his ability, like, if you get A-chan on Mo- or, uh, Dodson or you're attacking with Hill on Dodson's side of the field, I know Bernard has done a good job, but Dodson is still a weakness in the pass game. And you're now without Matt Milano, who's done a really good job in the past against Tyree Killen, taking away that middle of the field and those explosive plays. Now you got a Terrell Dodson there. So that's going to be – the Dolphins kind of approach, in my eyes, is going to say, run the ball. Uh, they're going to be a nickel a lot. And then maybe force them to go to some dime looks, bring that third safety in and take off Terrell Dodson. And the Bills are going to kind of have to like say, hey, we're going to let you run the ball down our throat a little bit. So just talk about that aspect of it with no Matt Milano, how the Bills attack the Dolphins offense without him. And if you expect to see more dime looks with a Taylor Rapp out there or a Cam Lewis, an extra DB on the field.
2: It's definitely going to be interesting to see how it all comes together without Matt Milano. Uh, that's, a, that's a big loss for this game. Obviously, he he made a, a an impact in the, the earlier season whooping of, of Miami when the Bills won by 28. Uh, Tyrell Dodson not even close to uh, the coverage linebacker uh, that Milano is. And the Bills did a good job in the middle of the field in that game. So it, it will be interesting. Will there be a drop-off? How will the Bills handle it? That being said, Tyrell Dodson's been having a a really good season uh, based on what we expected from him going into the year. So uh, it'll be interesting how it plays out, the Bills. I I think the Bills are going to be aggressive at times. Uh, A lot of the the narrative going into their last matchup was take away Tua's first read and, and see what he does when he has to go through his progressions. And you saw early on, Miami had a lot of success. They they drove down the field their first two drives, uh, scoring touchdowns. And then really after that, uh, it was kind of a, a Buffalo uh, butt kicking after that. It was after it was 14-14, the Bills then scored 34 of the next 40 points to win 48-20. So I would expect the Bills to to try to confuse Tua, uh, try to hopefully, hopefully stop his first looks, um, send some... Uh, simulated pressures, try to get some blitzes every once in a while to kind of keep him uh, off guard and overthinking in the pocket. Now, uh, that's easier said than done. Um, the one thing I, I will say is typically when Miami plays bad teams, it seems like they're just schooling opponents where they have guys running wide open. Uh, it, it just looks easy for for this this Dolphins defense against a lot of the the worst teams in the NFL and and even teams like the Patriots and the Jets who have good defenses, their offenses can't sustain drives. Miami gets so many opportunities offensively that eventually they're going to find a way to click. The one difference I I feel like when you're talking about uh, a Sean McDermott defense or any of these other better teams in the NFL, when, when they play Miami is they have more answers for what this Miami offense throws at them. Uh, I feel like when Miami played Buffalo the first time, Sean McDermott, it it took him that quarter and a half to kind of figure out what Miami was doing. But once he realized what the Dolphins' game plan was and what their strategy was, he had answers to shut it down the rest of the game. So uh, to me, the, the biggest thing is, the the game of adjustments. Miami's going to get some points. They're going to move the ball. That's almost a guarantee. What happens after Miami has has put some points on the board? Who who makes that first major adjustment? And if the Bills' defense can can figure some things out, I think it could be a, a tough day for Miami um, as the game goes on.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a big game for this Bills defense, and they're going to have to work cohesively. You need the defensive line, the front four, to be able to get the Tua at times. Now, he will have his clean pockets because he gets the ball out so quickly. Uh, so, that again, that then turns to the secondary and linebackers and the coverage over the middle of the field. Razul Douglas, Christian Benford, we spoke about them earlier. Can they continue to play great football? Can they use the dime looks? Or can they you know, bank on Micah Hyde and Jordan Poirier and Terrell Dodson to kind of – and Terrell Bernard to take away that middle of the field. Will they bring up any safeties to show some, like you said, Mike, uh, some, some blitzes and some different packages, some different looks to Tua? Or will they kind of stay in that too high shell all game and not let them get beat over the top? It will be interesting from a defensive perspective how they're going to be able to or their approach to stopping this defensive thought of Matt Milano. Now, I want to look at this tweet from Chris Passo. Very good tweet. Um, he's, again, over at CBS Sports following. He does great draft coverage, uh, and he's also – a Bills supporter, and you can ch- check them out on One Bills Live once in a while. Potentially more reason for the Bills to crank up the play action usage in Week 18 versus Miami. The Dolphins defense has allowed a quarterback rating of 104.6, the eighth highest for play action this season. And then last week, Lamar Jackson, he used it on 44% of his dropbacks uh, against Miami in Week 17. He went 9 of 10 for 159 yards and three touchdowns. Um, absolutely, like perfection. One incompletion, three touchdowns, 159 yards, and then he piggybacked off that and also said that the Dolphins' defense versus motion. And again, Joe Brady is a guy that's been using motion for more to kind of look at: are they a man or zone? Um, do we have some favorable matchups? Can we get digs off a of bracket on the left side and get into the right side? Stuff like that, just an advantageous matchups. The Dolphins have allowed 15 touchdowns um, when teams go in motion. On pass plays and also allow seven point eight yards per attempt, but they also uh, get to the quarterback when teams go in motion. Tied for six in sacks and tied for eleventh with nine turnovers. So they also make splash plays when these teams are using motion. So it's kind of like a give and take kind of situation. Just talk about this offense using play action, using motion, and maybe you know just your thoughts on should the Bills use it more or should they continue to you know pound the rock a little bit more
3: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA, member FDSE.
2: Using pre snap motion is going to be paramount in this game. We saw it earlier in the year when the Bills battled Miami that they used a lot of it and they had success using it. Uh, play action definitely would be in favor of uh, of that in this contest. Uh, ground, just attacking the ground with James Cook is always a good thing in my opinion. Uh, when the Bills offense was going through their their sheriff's struggles early in the year. I thought they should have committed to James Cook sooner. Uh, A lot of people, when you have a quarterback like Josh Allen, they think every time you run the ball, it's uh, a detriment to your offense. But when you have uh, a special running back like James Cook and you have a solid offensive line, sometimes that's what you need to do to keep defenses honest and to open things up. So I'm in favor, like you said, more pre-snap motion, uh, play action, uh, getting Cook involved, uh, running and passing, uh, and then hopefully there's things that the Bills have kept back the last couple of weeks. Maybe they they went into the Chargers and the Patriots games, realizing we need to save our best stuff for Miami. Miami, we can get by the Chargers, we can get by New England without maybe our A plus stuff, but we need this uh, against the Dolphins. And we would see that uh, from the Bills a lot in the past, to where they would play some. Sometimes they would play a certain competition, and uh, you'd expect them to route them or, or destroy a team, and it'd be a little bit closer than expected. Then they would play a solid opponent, and you would just see the best version of the Buffalo Bills. That's what we need to see uh, this Sunday night in Miami. And it, it, when you talk about this Bills offense, the last time they played Miami, that was probably the best they've they've looked all season. They 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 dominated uh, the Dolphins. At, in Orchard Park. 48 points. Josh was electric. Those drives, they did whatever they, they wanted. A lot of dinking and dunking, but they were moving the ball. Uh, they were. Josh even had some runs, which was uh, strange for early in the year because he wasn't running the ball much overall. But this, this Dolphins defense being banged up, especially not having their edge rushers and Phillips and Chubb, uh, that should give uh, the Bills some opportunities. To really move this ball and and put some points up on the board, uh, if Xavier Howard isn't playing, uh, there's there's some there's some obvious holes uh, in this Miami defense, and I know uh, they're better than what uh, they might have been to start the season with Jalen Ramsey back, but I still think there's there's ways for the Bills to attack this this Dolphins defense and and put up some points.
1: Yeah, we have about a couple of minutes left here. I just want to thank you all for listening on audio. If you're listening to this, um, you're probably tuning in. To Ages analysis want to hear some previews about the the Bills Dolphins game, and I'm trying to give that the best I can to you. So again, a big week for Bills fans. I mean, it's it's do or die. Uh, this is what football's about. This is what sports are about. These big games and big moments uh, in the big lights. Uh, a couple matchups I want to focus on real quick and touch on them, and then I'll ask you, Mike, your keys to the game or key to the game. And then your prediction, Sean McDermott versus Mike McDaniel, offensive mind versus the defensive mind in a big moment. Uh, what Who prevails? I think that's a huge matchup to look at. Sean McDermott has gotten the best of Mike McDaniel. Uh, the last time the Bills were in Miami, they did lose in, a, in the heat game where the Bills' whole team was kind of, you know, getting drenched in the sun and the heat index was over a hundred and there were a lot of, factors and digs was going on down and gabe davis played the whole game but he was feeling it there was a lot of uh, injuries factors in that game offensive lineman going down tommy doyle playing through a acl injury so there were a lot of factors in that one that led to that kind of performance you got a, you got a night game now so there's no excuse for the sun or the, the heat going down to miami uh, another matchup obviously allen versus tua uh, you know i trust allen more than tua but again tua has shown at times to you know play some good football And i think he's a good quarterback like you said, Mike, earlier in the show uh, about this Dolphins offense against good teams. So I, I wanted to take a look at that. The Dolphins against teams that are above 500 right now and their kind of their performances. They scored 17 points against the Eagles on October 22nd. They scored 14 points against the Chiefs on November 5th. They scored one second. They scored 22 points against the Cowboys a couple weeks back. And then last week scored 19. So they're probably averaging against. Above 500 teams, around 20 points per game. So that's like, and then early in the season against the Bills, they have, they've scored 20. So they're, you know, you're really looking at a team that, like you said, Mike, does struggle against these upper echelon teams of the NFL. And again, that's another matchup you, you know, you can talk about is, and we did talk about was this Dolphins offense against this Bills defense. So, Mike, Looking at the matchups, you got Alan Tua, Mike McDaniel, McDermott. You got you know Tyree versus the Bills' defense. There's a there's a lot of things you can look at it this way. What's the key to the game for you, and what's your prediction?
2: My two keys to the game are on offense. Let Josh be Josh. This is you've worked the last month to get to this point where you win and you get into the playoffs and you win the division. So you you have a, an MVP caliber future Hall of Fame quarterback and Josh Allen, you win big or you go home based on how he plays in this game, and you do not hold him back. Uh, Like I said earlier, I want to see the pre-snap motion. I want to see the Bills have some creativity, some play action, but this is a game I let Josh do his thing because this might need to be a 30-27 to contest, and if you limit him in any way, you limit the Bills' chances of winning this game and making the playoffs. Second thing on defense, find a way to take away Tua's first reads. Make him hold on to the ball in the pocket. You saw him in uh, October when Tua was forced to, to hold on to the ball past his first read. It enabled the Bills to get pressure, get to him, and and kind of cause some issues. A.J. Appenazza was a beast on the edge, uh, taking away a lot of the quick hitters that Miami likes to th- throw to their running backs. So... Uh, if you can make things a little bit more difficult for Tua, I think there's ways that you could uh, pull this game out and and, and get this divisional title uh, for the fourth straight year. And you mentioned it. <clears throat> these, these good teams, when they play Miami, they have answers for what this Dolphins offense brings to the table. And I don't think that's a coincidence. I think it's because when you see some of the better uh, teams in the league, they have uh, more talent and they have – Coaching staffs that know how to utilize that talent. And Sean McDermott has had answers for Tyreek Hill in the past. Tyreek Hill has never had, I believe, more than uh, 70 yards against the Bills in a regular season contest going back to his days in Kansas City. I don't have the playoff stats, so uh, I'm sure he's probably had a few games better than that. But uh, if the Bills can hold Miami under 24 points in this game, I'm pretty confident they'll, they'll find a way to win.
1: Do you have a score prediction?
2: Off the top of my head, I I really haven't put too much thought, but what I'm thinking right now uh, is something like 27-24, 30-27. I think both teams are going to get points. I I think it's hard to to really limit Miami under 20, and I think it's hard for most defenses to limit the Bills under 20. Uh, So uh, I'll go 27-24 Bills just because I think they're healthier right now. Uh, I think Miami has struggled uh, against the Bills over the last six years. And and I still think when, when, when you look at when the Bills lose to Miami, it's normally a game in which they outplay the Dolphins, but they, they made a mistake or two that that cost them the game. You, you think about Josh Allen's 10-2 and record against Miami. The two losses were the heat game in which the Bills outgained the Dolphins by over 250 yards but failed to convert on a goal-to-go situation, and then had the clock run out on them at the end. And then it was the Charles Clay uh, drop uh, at the end of the, the contest, uh, Josh's rookie year. So this is really a team that Josh has had a ton of success against uh, in his career for whatever reason. And while Dolphins fans are confident, and I'm sure uh, their team is confident, and rightly so, they're a good fo- football team, I think the Bills go into this game feeling like this is their contest to lose and that they should be uh, the division champs at the end of the night.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. I got the bills 34, 24 in this game. Uh, The bills, you know, bills mafia has taken over that stadium already more than 50% of the tickets. It's going to be a party down uh, South beach. The bills will win the division for the fourth straight season. I I think the bills have this one uh, in good, in good hands. I'm I'm pretty confident about this pick. I, I, I picked them to lose the Chiefs and I picked them to lose the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, that was just because, you know, six and six. And I think I was more of like the, the thought of they probably drop one of these games just because of everything that happened in the Eagles, emotional high. And uh, they, they played really good football. And I just thought that they're. I wasn't as confident, I should say, about those picks. But with this one, I do feel pretty good. I think the Bills get it done. They have, like you said, Mike, lost injuries are, that they're dealing with. The Dolphins have struggled against the the good teams in this league in recent memory. And the Dolphins, again, they were 8-3 and last season, too, and then they kind of went and they finished 9-8 and or 10-7 and or something like that. So they also finished last year on a downward spiral. They already had the playoffs clinched. They want to get healthy, uh, and the Bills have a lot more to play for than these Dolphins, especially if nothing goes the Bills' way and it's a winning-in situation. I just don't see Josh Allen in Miami, a team that he's dominated year in, year out, go into that game with his season on the line. Uh, for a potential two-seed and going home with a loss. I I just don't see that happening. I'll take Josh Allen in any sport, any day of the week. Uh, He's a competitor, and he, you know, again, has dominated this Dolphins team. So really looking forward to it. It's going to be a great, great matchup. It all comes down to this. The Dolphins playing their big brother, a team that has dominated them in the past. Mike, let people know where they can find you and what you got coming up.
2: Yeah, you can find me on uh, social media on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. Uh, look up Mike underscore Bunt on Twitter. That's B-U-N-D-T. Uh, love engaging with everyone. Not quite as big as uh, the great A.J. Sabalsky, but uh, still trying to grow my page. And then uh, on Twitter, on YouTube and TikTok, you can find me at Bunt Takes, uh, trying to grow both of those brands. Uh, have a lot of Bills content uh, throughout the week, uh, short videos, stuff, uh, opinions on the Bills, Sabres uh, an additional Buffalo takes. So uh, appreciate anybody that that follows or subscribes to my channels and uh, definitely try to engage with with all my followers and people that uh, watch my content.
1: I just want to thank everybody for a great year in 2023. This has kind of been my first year on a platform like this, being able to speak with all of you. Um, it's been awesome getting you know, the downloads each week and seeing all the listeners that week in, week out, I greatly, greatly appreciate it. It was, it's been a fun 2023 and I'm looking forward to what's to come in 2024. Uh, I don't know what the, what the future holds for me, but as of right now, I'm still doing ages analysis of the Buffalo Rumblings and that's all that matters next week. Hopefully I'm talking about a Bill's playoff matchup. Uh, that would be, that would be key. Not talking about an end of the season recap, giving my thoughts on how the season went and just, you know, their overall, It'll be a different tone because we can look at them the Bronco. Well, it'll be a different time if the Bills lose this game, and we can look at it in a different light. But as for now, um, it's AJ Sabalski here with Mike Bunt from Trainwreck Sports, and we are going to, you know, I don't know if we'll ever be uh, happy with uh, a Bills loss in this one, but there's a lot to look forward to in positive light as well with the Bills moving forward. So thank you all for listening, and I will see you guys next week, and hopefully it's for a Bills playoff matchup.